Oh, boy. Been a long ass week, huh? <laughs> yeah, this week's had a long ass. Long, tall ass. Hey, Cameron. How's it been going? What's the name of this show? This is Think Outside the Box Set. That's great. And what's it about? We're trying to learn to appreciate an artist's back catalog. Specifically. <laughs> Fantastic. And what's your name? I already said. And Cameron. I'm Nathan Hunt. Cameron DeWitt. Welcome to the show. We're, t- we're, t- we're talking about recording artists who maybe are misunderstood or maligned uh-huh. in some way. Uh-huh. Mm, I need to get... It's more of it's a muscle of memory threes. thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you say it. Artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry to did spring that on you. I just felt like t- doing a little not fuckery. Say, and I'm Nathan Hunt after, after it that. It did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Start but over. I won't say it. I refuse to say it. That's not my name. <laughs> not my name. Huh. <clears throat> We've been talking about Shania Twain. This is episode three of season eleven. And Thank God you're keeping track. To know. <laughs> hmm. This is—is is this her biggest album? It's got to uh, be, right? I think so. I mean, it's got all of the the biggest hits. That, 12, as far as I know, like anecdotally, tw- yeah, twelve out of sixteen of these songs were released as singles. Twelve of them. Wow. Wow. Um. Yeah, so the big ones, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, mm-hmm. From This Moment On, mm-hmm. You're Still the One. I am? Aw, thanks, pal. And that don't impress me much. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. so uh, her following That's album- just one ha- sentence. Man, oh, I Feel yeah. Like a Woman from This Moment On, uh-huh. You're Still, uh, semicolon, You're Still the One That Don't Impress Me Much. <laughs> Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, real-time follow-up apparently her next album sells a little bit more no or way. no sorry sorry less uh, okay. of this album <laughs> over 40 million copies have been sold across the world for the next album up uh has sold 20 million copies worldwide so this that is her right. highest selling album all right this is the peak peak shania peak shania on the peak um, and <laughs> Wikipedia happens to mention with over 15.7 copies sold according to Nielsen SoundScan and another 1.99 million through BMG Music Clubs. You remember BMG Music Club? <laughs> no. That was one of those like uh, pay us one cent and get 10 albums for free. Oh, wow. It was one of those type deals. But then they would send you, like, you would have to be signed up for their service where they would send you an album every month that was like $40. Oh, wow. So it was like this weird, like luring tactic where they would get you to sign up and then they would just send you overpriced albums every month. <laughs> like the Columbia record club did the same thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Why can't they, why can't it just be Spotify? Now everything, now all the problems are solved. Yeah. There's no problems at all whatsoever with Spotify or any of that kind of model. Um, so this album is a lot less country, 
Uh, Wikipedia says, given much more creative freedom than for its predecessor, Twain and Lang sought to break the conventional country music formula on the album and explore the country pop genre to its fullest extent, which they really do. I, <laughs> yeah, it feels weird to say explore it to its fullest extent as opposed to just <laughs> stretch it as far as possible. Right, exactly. But I feel like that's different. <laughs> yeah, those are different things. I never claimed that Wikipedia was full of good writers. But you know what's full of good writers? These song titles. We got all yeah. kinds of exclamation <laughs> marks and parentheses all over the place. Uh, including probably my favorite Shania song title. Uh, whatever you do, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that could be make a good life motto. Just like, don't yeah. do anything, you dummy. <laughs> whatever you do, don't do it. <laughs> um yeah overall i thought this one was a lot much a lot more fun than the last one it's Um, hmm? i had less fun i wonder i wonder if i'm just in a bad mood i like fought technology all day yeah it sounded like you're having kind of a shitty day yeah i'm having a shitty day and i didn't really enjoy i liked a couple of these songs a lot but there was an hour of songs. It's too there's long. Six, That's there's true. 16 songs. Yes. It's too long. Um, and the slow ballads are like pretty boring. Um, yeah. but I think what I liked about it was that, uh, it's more upbeat and fun than the last album. The last album like felt like it was just mostly, mid to slow tempo ballads that were just like not really my deal. And this one is just like some upbeat fun pop on it. I, I just like, yeah. That. And the last album, there were a couple of songs that were just sad, like real sad. Oh, but I liked those. Yeah. I like but it. When just, she gets but sad. it's not a beat. That's true. Yeah. Um, are yeah, we I'm, committing to talking about every song? Let's start in order, but let's give ourselves some leeway to just skip something or hey, say, yeah, if we're like, not interested, let's seconds. just say, do we have much to say about this? Play sound sample, say one or two things, then move on. Yeah. I like that. Cause there's some of these songs, I don't have a lot. I don't have any cold or hot takes on. <clears throat> yeah. Quite a, f- a couple of them are just like pretty nothing songs. So yeah. But I don't you know, know why she felt like she needed to make an hour long album. I don't know. I I don't get it. But you know what is not a nothing song? Man, I feel like a woman. This sounds so much like a Bonnie Raitt song. <laughs> is it? Is it just me, or is this song like lyrically uh, just really strange? Um. Uh, I don't know. What makes you say that? I mean, she she did just say prerogative. That's true. There's a really fun um, genius annotation on that. 
whoever wrote this, it's not showing. Um, Peter Nowogrodsky writes, this is literally the only song I can think of in English language history that uses the word prerogative. Can you think of another? And they have negative five downvotes because Alexis simply writes, my prerogative, Bobby Brown slash Britney Spears. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's literally a very famous song with it. Yeah, in the I'm title. looking at it right now. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the other thing is, even though the word choice is strange. Yes. Yeah, because in context, she says the best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun and go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. <laughs> I. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, is that the best thing about being a woman? <laughs> really? It's not like, you know, meaningful connections with other people or yeah. uh, doing good work with your life or accomplishing something or providing for your family or nurturing your family or loved ones or being a musician or whatever. Right. Yeah, it it doesn't... What she's saying doesn't feel like it has anything to do with being a woman. Right. But but I, I guess the whole, the whole I mean, song... I, I, as a man, constantly forget I'm a lady. So it's not, <laughs> it's not that like women have a monopoly on that. <laughs> I'm making fun of you because some of what she says does have something to do with being a woman. Yeah, uh... Yeah, she's just talking, I don't know. The song's about womanhood, and mm-hmm. I think emotionally it's about womanhood, but lyrically I don't feel like it's... It's not necessarily... <laughs> it's basically girls just want to have fun. Yeah, which I probably like more, honestly. Yeah, that song rules. Yeah, but all, all of this like critique of the lyrics in mind... This song slaps. This song's incredible. Yeah. This song's I mean, like the I said, catchiest it, song I've ever heard. And it's, it's super it's interesting musically. Yeah. It's it's like a Bonnie Raitt song. That's how good it is. That's a huge yeah. compliment when I say that. I <laughs> yeah, love Bonnie Raitt. I've never heard a song like this before, except for this one. Mm-hmm. I've also barely listened to Bonnie Raitt. Yep. Every time you say Bonnie Raitt, I think of... It <laughs> oh, sounds no. like Bonnie Bear. <laughs> And it sounds like yeah, bony right. Like, it sounds like good angry. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! You know what? You know what? I just you know how some people uh, uh, around Halloween spooky times they like update their Twitter usernames or you know yeah. display names to be something. Sure. Uh, Bonnie Raitt has like the perfect opportunity for that. She could be Bony Wraith. Ooh, <laughs> That's really <good>. spooky. Ooh. <laughs> Halloween was last week for you, listener. For us, yeah. it was yesterday. Yesterday, it's still still yeah. spooking, still uh, yeah. spooking. It's all Saints Day heart. now. It's Dia de los Muertos. Um, uh, it's all Saints Day. It is. I do like that she is subverting gender, which is not something she did on the last album when she had a bunch of songs about womanhood, because uh, uh-huh. she says. Go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Men's shirts, short skirts. Oh, oh, oh. Really go wild. Um, and then, of course, the the titular line, man, I feel like a woman, is really funny. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's, 
absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah. and there's a really good annotation on these lines um, from. Let's see, where is it? Fuck, I lost it. Um, whatever. It's on. Uh, Forget I'm a lady. I think. Um, but someone says, uh, this isn't an annotation and should probably be, de- be deleted by someone, but the two examples she lists of going totally crazy slash really wild are one wearing a man's shirt with a short skirt and two coloring her hair. This fills me with sadness for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I, I want Shania to just, uh, to just get out of control. <laughs> Yeah, by dyeing her hair and putting on a men's yeah. shirt. That's so that's it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. So this song is really interestingly constructed. Um there's sort of this phenomena in old time fiddle music, which is my main musical discipline these days and for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh so there's this idea of having a square tune, right? Where for squares, yeah. <laughs> Basically, you'd be able to call a square dance to it. It has a predictable amount of beats that are even, and usually it's like literally, literally metaphorically square. And then it has like eight beats, mm-hmm. and then you repeat like the A part has eight beats, and then you repeat it, and then the mm-hmm. B part has eight beats, and then you repeat it, or sixteen, or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so like right. It's just very symmetrical. Um, but there easy are to dance all of to. these. What? E- sorry, easy to dance to. Easy to dance to. Yeah, easy to make shapes. Um, easy for everyone to anticipate where they are in the tune. Yeah. Then there are other tunes that are called crooked tunes and sometimes uh, colloquially squirrely tunes. Uh, where oh, I haven't heard that one. They have an odd amount of beats. Um, one of my favorites uh, is the tune, um, what's it called? It's a weird name for a tune. Five Miles from Town or Five Miles to Town. One of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and in the B part, it's a Clyde Davenport tune from Kentucky where some of the wildest tunes are. And in the B part, it has a group of five beats and then a group of five beats, then a group of five beats, and then two groups of four beats. Oh boy. So like, you know, it adds up to uh to I guess 23, which is profoundly did I do that math right? That feels you said, really wait, wrong. Th- three groups of 5? Uh three groups of 5, two groups of 4. Yeah, that's 23. Okay, cool. Um and uh but then there's this whole other category of tunes which is Tunes that feel crooked but aren't, <laughs> and that's and that's those tunes I think are the most fucked up because <laughs> they have a an equal amount of beats, but the phrases in uh, inside of the form are asymmetrical. So I bring all this up to say that um, the chorus of this song has 16 bars of 4-4 time. Very symmetrical, very predictable. Mm-hmm. Except the the chorus has, it feels like it's two phrases. It feels of, like a woman. 
Oh, yeah. Two phrases. Sorry. <laughs> it feels like it has two phrases of seven measures and then one phrase of two measures. So Wait, I'm going to count along as I hear Wait. it while you play the... Okay. Go ahead. I will play it. Uh, here we go. that was incredibly I'll have to chaotic sync that up to, later. I was gonna say you're gonna have to sync it up because it sounded incredibly chaotic from my end because I'm getting uh you're getting the delay hearing over Skype and then I'm hearing <laughs> delay on your from uh, on you through Skype so I'm getting like double delay and it's well, real did weird. you when I wasn't counting over it um did you notice it before like how kind of lopsided the chorus feels um not really I hadn't thought of it in those terms It's just, yeah, it feels really, really odd to me. But ultimately, it adds up to 16, which is like a pretty pretty typical amount of beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's super interesting to me. And also, there's some really interesting key changes in this song. Mm. So this song is mostly in, well, the, the verses are in the key of B flat. Mm-hmm. And then... In the pre-chorus, the best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun, and that's the pre-chorus. It's a weird rhyme, it, by um, the way. It goes from B-flat down to A-flat, which is not part of the B-flat, and then it goes back up to B-flat. I'm just talking about the chord changes, not the key. And when it goes from A-flat to B-flat in the pre-chorus, it feels like it's going to go up to E-flat and change keys. But mm. then it... It doesn't. It changes keys up to F. Mm. And then it changes keys back to B flat when it goes back to the chorus. Um, so play that sound sample and then maybe I'll uh, play the chords so people can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, a little out of tune here, but so this is a B flat chord, and it's then it. Um, uh, this is where the verse is in, and then it goes. The best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun, and you think it's gonna go there. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, oh, oh, da, na, 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 na. Cause it's like four, five, but instead it goes. The best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun. It's a really bizarre key change, mm-hmm. and but it sounds really good, and it sounds natural, even though I don't know how precedented it is. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's super cool um 
the the way the way you're playing that when you're like you think it's going to go here that remind it just reminded me of um there are some really good series series on youtube of people who take songs that are in minor key and trend like uh alter them through software to be major key or vice <laughs> yeah. versa like yeah. uh they, they do one for don't worry be happy and they make it into a minor oh, key no. <laughs> they call it uh worry don't be happy i think or or don't be happy worry or, or something like that do worry yeah don't something like be that happy. but yeah. it's it's fantastic it's super fun uh i used to do that when i was teaching theory to uh middle schoolers and high schoolers um and one of my favorite ones is uh <laughs> is uh beat it <laughs> like the line to beat it oh like, uh, yeah it goes that <laughs> <laughs> sounds so happy yeah the other one that's really fun is uh <laughs> this is the worst one is a uh, seven nation army because it goes Uh-oh. <laughs> and then it goes I'm gonna fight them off <laughs> The Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back <laughs> It's so stupid Sounds like fucking Jimmy Buffett or something <laughs> Uh, high praise yeah Ooh, i i I found it on youtube what i was talking about oleg berg i think was the man behind doing these uh series of videos it's called be worry don't happy let me see if i can uh play (laughs) it through the skype a little bit (laughs) wow it sounds amazing it's really good actually Let me see if I can get to the chorus part. We have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it up. Be worried. Be worried. <laughs> Don't have to. <laughs> he switches the words around. Yep. It's kind of haunting. Don't have it. That part's really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a little Uh, bit crunchy. Like, um, the software he's using, like, distorts the voice a little bit, like, uh, especially on the notes that are, that are moved around. But overall, it's, it's very good. I think the other thing about that is that, it's not like when you make a minor key song, you just take the same degrees of the scale, but make them minor instead. Like right. <laughs> when you're making a minor key song, you choose different harmonies and different notes. Like there's different sets of expectations. It does, it's not a direct like transposition. Right. Um, so some of those, <laughs> some of those harmonies sound really bizarre. They really and he, do. he probably wouldn't write yeah it's sort of like um translating something from one foreign language to another and just literally translating versus like translating in a way that sounds natural to the other language right like i've heard a lot of people try to you know jump on that on that bandwagon 
you know, to get YouTube hits or whatever. And they'll try to make like a, you know, a major key or minor key version of a pop song. But the song they choose, you know, doesn't really work. Like I remember someone was like, I'm going to make a minor key happy. Well, it's like, well, happy is kind of in a minor key (laughs) already. Like the Pharrell (laughs) song, like it uses a blues scale, which is, you know, kind of sits on the mind, you know, like it uses a lot of technically minor key notes. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, this isn't really going to sound that different, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tangents. Tangents. Oh, you know, yeah, you know what? I just remembered we were trying to get through these songs quickly. <laughs> this is the honestly, very this is one. the song I wanted to talk the most about. And That's the a next good point. song. And we can just blow through the other ones. Yeah. You have an outro you want to talk about for this song though. Oh, what was I going to say about the outro? I don't remember. You want to hear it? Yeah. Man, I feel like a woman. Oh, yeah. Reharmonization of the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. sounds great. They introduced those chords behind it. So it's, so it's like, B flat, B flat, B flat. They throw in like a classic rock chord progression underneath it. And I don't know, that checks a lot of boxes for me. It was really nice. This is, I think this is a perfect example of a song where the lyrics are just kind of nothing, but. Well, I think because I think because they don't have that much substance, they're kind of sold by the music. And sometimes you want lyrics that just don't distract from the vibe of the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like Party in the USA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, those lyrics are amazing. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's a bad example. <laughs> are they amazing? The butterflies fly away? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're about something, which is like better than most songs. <laughs> it's like a coherent story, which is like you know more than a lot of songs do. Well, yeah, and it's it's a song about like feeling out of place, right? Um, like, uh, I mean, <laughs> the lyrics. Uh, this is also crazy. Everybody seems so famous. <laughs> like That's that, a like, hell of a rhyme. Kind of baldly non-rhyming <laughs> like, yep. line. Uh, and then there's something about Boots that I remember really liking. Oh. Uh, All I see are stilettos. Guess I never got the memo. Right. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely Even the detail about, about her liking Britney Spears songs. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's a good song. It's a good song. I'm not disputing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. we can all agree. I think we can oh, all agree. Oh, man. We should do Miley Cyrus. <gasps> Miley Cyrus is kind of perfect. Oh. Hmm. For this show. All right. Well. All right. Let's move on to song Season number 12. two. I'm let's holding on to, to Miley Cyrus. Okay. Uh, let's move on to I'm Holding On To Love. Your love keeps me alive. You're on. I got you by my side. So I'm holding on. I'm feeling strong. 
is a fucking Blondie song. Do you hear that shit? Yeah. <laughs> there are That's some... real. It's real fun. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not like criticizing them. I'm just like it's really fun how they're playing with genres here. And um yeah, there's like they they literally like do pastiches of of other artists uh in a really fun way. Like um I I took a sound sample of the intro here that also sounds a lot like Blondie. Those fucking hand claps. Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding me? Yeah, that's great. It's not anywhere close to country. Influences in there. It's got a little bit of like savor the flavor, a tiny bit. Yeah. It's not much though. Yeah, it's just a little flavor. Yeah, just a little spice. It's like it's like a pre-mixed like. uh, seasoned salt. It's a real Mrs. Of Dash. Con- of, yeah, it's Lowry's <laughs> magic salt. So I made I made a theory. Well, we should talk about what this song is about. Mm-hmm. This is this is a song about feeling confident in about your relationship, right? Um, sort of. I don't know it. Hmm. I don't know. I, part of me wants to be really hard on this song because especially the lines like I don't need, it opens with, I don't need a shrink to tell me what to think. There ain't no missing link in my love life. And right away that, that kind of like casual dismissal of uh, mental health is. Yeah. Why are you bringing it up way. at all? <laughs> yeah. Why are, you bring, yeah. <laughs> why are you bringing it up? Especially because you go on to sound incredibly codependent. Your love keeps me alive. You're all I need to survive. I got you by my side. Yeah, I made a so note. I'm holding like, on. I'm feeling. St- uh, hmm? I'm, I made a note that I'm not crazy about, especially the last line of the chorus. I'm holding on to save my life. <laughs> yeah. If you ever leave me, I'll kill myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't need a shrink. Uh, you know, Shania, I kind of think you do need a shrink. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what this song's about is like, nobody tells me any different. I'm codependent. Uh huh. <laughs> and if I ever lose this person, I will literally die. Yeah. This song's a little troubling. Yeah. I mean, it's, but the way it phrases it is like pretty firmly in pop, um, traditions. So it's not like it really stands out that much. And you could honestly just like kind of let the lyrics slide over you without hearing anything troubling. Yeah, and you, you could know? make an argument that the song is about the feeling of certainty as opposed to the song is a feeling of certainty. What's the, um, what, what distinction you're trying to draw there? <laughs> is that a distinction without a difference? Maybe. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is like it's valid to to celebrate the the feeling without like like (laughs) Uh, a spirited and eloquent defense you convinced me Cameron all right (laughs) you know what you know what's tragic is um 
when you use the strip silence feature in your editing software, it's going to get rid of the incredibly good timing of that. I know. (laughs) It's going to make it sound like I just immediately start criticizing you, which is what pretty much always happens. Like every episode, (laughs) it strips out a long silence where you are trying to think of something. And then when I start like making fun of you for it, I sound weird and like an asshole (laughs) because it's like I'm immediately like getting on your case. It's like, hey, here's a question, Cameron. Oh, you don't have an answer to that? Well, blah, <laughs> yeah, blah, fuck blah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. When in reality, I, I often take like 20 second silences. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Uh, is there a way to protect various regions of silence? Just so our listeners get a little taste. Yeah, taste I mean, I have to leave it not silent now because you mentioned it and it's not going to make any sense. But yeah, I can make notes. Here we are. Cool. Uh, Like there was a moment in last week's episode where I (laughs) where I wanted there, where I have a silence and then I say full stop, Um, but I just say it right away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, what I'm trying to say is like I think there's something there's an argument to be made for enjoying the feeling of certainty because it feels nice to be swept up in something, even if you don't actually believe that it will, that that feeling will maintain, will sustain. Oh, I guess That's not so, in the text of the song. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think that's there in the song. I know you're going to say that. So I wanted to oh. say it first. Oh preempted oh no um but then there's the whole thing of like if you put too many winks in the song is that going to ruin the 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 purpose it's trying to serve Mm -hmm. so yeah um it's like the the safe the having a safe word like for every song like in the icp days I don't, I don't you remember there's like all these songs that are like bdsm kind of songs but because there's no because the, there's an implied consent in the song where it's like if i'm i can turn oh. this off whenever i want you know but what it really needs oh, is like right. a specific like content warning before each song and we talked okay. about that and then they did it for one song that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they did. I do remember that now where it's like, yeah, are they, are essentially the question is like, are they role playing? Right. At least in ICP's case. I don't know if that's a relevant question for this one. Um, yeah. You want to move on to the next song? Uh, I have some theory things to say about this song and then oh, I really okay. don't have very much to say about the rest. So I may have counted this wrong, but there's a moment there's a moment in this chorus when they sing all my life. And I actually think it, it changes time signature to three, four. I think I said two, four in the notes. Um, ah. but it, it feels really interesting and it's very asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So play that. And, uh, just, you know, when you hear all my life, the all my is, it's two dotted notes stretched out over three beats, if I remember right. And then it picks the beat back up into mm-hmm. four, four. So take a listen to yeah. that. So 
in retrospect, I feel like I counted that wrong. But there, there's some there's yeah. something tricky going on there. Uh, and the emphasis is strange, but I don't think they actually change the time signature. I was counting it as four or four the whole time. Okay, play it one more time. <laughs> okay, because you're pissing me off. <laughs> Yay. It's like you can hear the piano hits every beat, basically. What's, what's, just, actu- four, what's four. actually happening is right before All My Life, it changes to a measure of 2-4. Oh, I see. Yeah. So there are two half measures in the chorus that are spread out. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you can, you can hear that because the, the beat uh, changes after that measure of 2 to go 1, 2, 3, 4. Um, and it emphasizes the two and the four. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, really cool. I like that. Yeah, that's fun. And then uh, there's a, a little fun, a little fun moment in here. The one that says oh, kiss yes. me with a guitar solo. Here we go. There's another one where you're going to have to preserve the silence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Kiss> me. <laughs> All right, let's breeze through the rest of these. We've got 25 minutes. <laughs> okay. Number three, love gets me every time. So this is, uh, I like this song because it feels like she's describing a fairly healthy relationship. Yeah. Life was going great. Love was going to have to wait. Was in no hurry. Had no worries. Staying single was the plan. Didn't need a steady man. I had it covered till I discovered that love gets me every time. My heart changed my mind, which I love. I love the line, my heart changed my mind. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so good. good. It's a good little, little uh, gem. And I gold darn gone and done it, she says. Gone <laughs> it's a bit and of a done it. Twister. Yeah, um, but I, you know what I, I like is that she also doesn't like shit on her previous situation where she was happy being single and didn't didn't need no man. Um, she doesn't like shit on it and say I was so wrong and dumb. She's just like, yeah, I was fine being single, and then turns out I gold darn gone and done it, done it again. Yeah. It, it, She's not, uh, one read of this could be that she, she realize she's realizing that she doesn't actually have agency and she's just a slave to her like feelings. But, uh, I don't think that would be an accurate read of the song. Right. Yeah. I don't think so. She's, she's more saying, she's saying that she did it, that she fell in love. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's definitely, it seems like she has lots of agency here. Yeah. I was quite content just to pay in my own rent. It was my place. I needed my space. I was free to shop around in no rush to settle down. I had it covered till I discovered that love gets me every time. See, that's a good specific because I, I kind of like 
the idea of her saying like, yeah, my life's set up to just be low commitment and just to like fool around and like be single and have fun. And uh, yeah, this will be good, you know, fun little season in my life. And it's like, well, shit. <laughs> shit i found someone really oh, cool and man. nice that i want to spend my life with <laughs> fuck this is the worst i hate it when that happens yeah yeah it's kind of sweet i hate when i find a fulfilling relationship that helps me meet my needs and makes me grow as a person Meh. yeah but yeah it also and it feels like that as opposed to she uh, is falling into she's admitting that there's like a pattern that she, it she doesn't necessarily stay single for long but she's not saying this is a problem for me. Right. She seems to be pretty clear eyed about going into it and deciding to go into it and realizing like the, 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 the revelation she seems to make is that she enjoys this and wants to pursue it further. Yeah. And, uh, it, it almost seems like she's more just lamenting the fact that almost like the logistical difficulties of changing plans. It's like, yeah, I was like on this path to just be single and like have a good time and go shopping and stuff. But man, now I found this really cool person and we're going to have a relationship. And uh-huh. uh, man, I guess I just have to like change my plans and like reorient myself. Man, what a, what a, what a, what a bother. Ah, beans. What an inconvenience. <laughs> ah, beans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good song. I like it. It's, it's fun. I, I like the, uh, I, I, I like these lyrics. They they seem healthy and fun and uh, uh, very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any sound samples you want to talk about? Yeah. It's Ooh. just... Uh, <laughs> it's just focusing on her sing. It's just... Let's just listen to her sing so effortlessly. Gold darn gone and done it. Yes. <laughs> One more time before we move on. She's such a pro. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I I was trying to say it uh along sing it along with her and just failing every time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh let's go on to song number 4. Don't be stupid. You know I love you. Put a little trust in me and you'll see. Don't freak out until you know the so shania is in a relationship with a paranoid control freak isn't that cool yeah uh but she is she's calling him out in a very patronizing but earned way yeah, she's she saying, feels like she's you're being, being stupid. That's true. She does say don't. Well, she says don't be stupid. Yeah. So you can interpret that as saying like you're being stupid right now and knock it off or don't keep going down this path, which is going to lead into stupidity. Sure. Um, so what, what the situation is, you're so complicated. You hang over my shoulder when I read my mail. I oh. don't appreciate it. When I talk to other guys, you think they're on my tail. Uh, she when the way she sings that makes it really seem like she knows what she's saying when she says they're on my tail uh i get so aggravated when i get off the phone and get the third degree i'm really feeling frustrated why don't you take a pill and put a little trust in me and you'll see don't be stupid you know i love you so 
Yeah, she feels like she's being way more gentle than she probably should be with this fucking loser. Yeah, he sounds real shitty. I mean, in the second verse, she says, or, yeah, stop overreacting. You even get suspicious when I paint my nails. It's definitely distracting the way you dramatize every little small detail. Like, seriously, fuck this dude. Yeah, yeah, he he sounds like he's not really... If he if he's worth a song, it's definitely not this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I say that, and the dude does suck. But also, like, every person has things that they're working on, and every relationship, to a certain extent, probably should involve like the accountability of helping your partner improve in ways. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to like make a blanket condemnation of saying like you know, she should not be even trying to work with this dude, but he really sounds like a shithead. Yeah. I mean, there's having abandonment issues and then there's being a misogynist. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like when she paints her nails, like getting on her case and being like, Oh, who's that for? Were you going out tonight? Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Blah. (laughs) That's why he's so paranoid. He's a, he's a vampire. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I wanted to listen to the intro for this for some reason. Okay. I wonder what that reason is. Oh, it's a cool intro. Oh, that's cool. Cool. (laughs) You're right. It is cool. (laughs) That's, that's interesting. Like, it sounds like. If fiddle players were trying to play disco strings, yeah, you know, it's like they're they're very in like the folky like fiddle style, but the parts they're playing and the way that they're recorded and like compressed and stuff makes it like really brings to mind like disco strings. It kind of reminded me of like a like a viola da gamba, like a oh. almost like a chamber because uh-huh. because there's no there's no vibrato on the strings. They're just very right. flat, like like you would hear in a fiddle. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's kind of strange. Uh, and then there's one more sound sample of just uh, the fiddlers being very extra. <laughs> oh yes. Oh boy. They're just really noodling. <laughs> All the noodles. Big old bowl. All the noodles. Big old bowl of yum, noodles. Yum. Instant noodles right there. Um Yeah. That's that's fun though. I like that. They're they're recorded in a really weird way. It took me a while to realize they were actually fiddles. Should we listen to From This Moment On? From this moment on. I'd give my last breath. I give my hand to you with all my heart. I can't wait to live my life with you. Can't wait to stay. Okay, before we say anything else about this song, let me play one more sound sample. Oh, wow. Where we belong. Where the 
Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't make that connection. It's pretty blatant. Is it this? Did this come afterwards? Yes. Well, shoot. Yeah, I, I heard that. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. I know where that melody comes Written from. Written by algorithm. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. This is the, I mean, they're not this like is the whippinene like, of the late 90s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like they're particularly, you know, novel or interesting melodies. It's just like the same thing, though. Yeah, so this, uh, oh, this is a duet with Brian White, and for like a split second, I thought it was Brian McKnight, and I was way more excited. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, you know, the, the 90s balladeer dude from, uh, fuck, what's his big song? Um, he had a huge album that had like a couple massive hits, and then he just instantly disappeared. No, I don't know him. Um, you, you you know his songs. Uh, Stop saying that. <laughs> you know him. <laughs> Fuck, what is it? Uh, oh, no, oh, no. Um, back at one. Do mm. you know that one? Sing it for me. Sing the whole thing. Mm, I would prefer not to. <laughs> I will allow, allow YouTube to sing it for me. If my computer wasn't being so damn slow. Hurry it up. I'm going to skip forward to the chorusy part, probably. Oh, just want to be with you. Girl, this plane to see. Then you're the fucking told you you knew it. I do. You knew that I knew, and I didn't know that I knew. That's what I'm saying. Fuck. Yeah, so I would have much preferred it if it was Brian McKnight. (sighs) Yeah, that would have been better. Okay, um. I don't have much to say about this song, but I like the explanation of of the song's conception. Did you read this? No. Uh, So, from this moment on was a single released from Shania Twain from her album, Come On Over. Shania talked about where the song was written. We were in Italy at a soccer game. My husband loves sports. I don't know the game that well. So my mind drifted, and I started writing. <laughs> uh, so basically, she was feeling lost at the soccer game, which I feel like isn't that complicated of a sport. And and then she wrote this hmm. song. Yeah, she, maybe. I guess she wanted it for uh, Celine Dion. Oh. I just wrote it in my head. I was writing that song, to be honest, thinking about Celine Dion. And dreaming in my wildest dreams that she would record that song. Hmm. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, it's a pretty like generic love song. It, I, it, I just, it makes me think of like, maybe this is a not charitable read of it, but it kind of seems like a little bit of a cynical wedding song cash grab. Yep. Like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem that sincere to me. Maybe I'm just like being too harsh on it, but all know. right, we got ten minutes and uh, oh fuck, eleven songs. I don't... Uh, how about <laughs> come on over? Do we need to talk about that? No, I okay. All right, 
So we've decided as we're running out of time and there are a lot of like not super notable songs in this album. Uh, what's the next one we're going to talk about? Is it when? Yeah, let's talk about when we're skipping number six. We're going on number seven. Another, what does that remind me of? It's, maybe is that Blondie? It's not, it sounds like another like '80s kind of like power pop, new wavy kind of thing. Well, the chorus sounds like I don't know, like one of these like mid to late aughts, like Keen or like mm. Pfeiffer Fighting or one of those bands. Mm-hmm. That's what the melody sounds like to me. And then the yeah. pre-chorus sounds like David Bowie. It sounds oh well. It sounds like this is our last chance. Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Do you want to play the sound sample? Oh shit! I didn't realize you had a sound sample. It's the same as the sample I had. This is ourselves. Dum 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 dum. Mm-hmm. It ain't up. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good riffs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this song is uh, it's like she's like saying if elephants could fly, I'd be a little bit more optimistic, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, blah blah blah. When will I wake up? Why do we break up? When will we make up? When money grows on th- trees, everyone agrees. When happiness is free, you'll come back to me. That's when. Right. So, it's kind of unclear whether she wants to get back together with this person. You know. Yeah. Uh, is she saying that she wants to, but the fates have decided no? Or maybe he's decided no. It's kind of unclear. Uh, that just reminded me of <laughs> this meme that I saw. Um, one second. I love it when you describe memes to me. So there is this uh, meme about like approaching uh, a, po- a polyamorous like thruple and saying, uh, so which one of you uh, holds the thread of fate and which one of you um, <laughs> and which one of you cuts it? Um, oh, and- like the three fates. Yeah. <laughs> I get it's it. A- it's supposed to be a joke. Like which one of you is the top and which one of you is the bottom. <laughs> i like that i appreciate that it's a thinker yeah yeah if only i could find it um yeah this is i don't know i don't know about this song i like all of the really silly imagery i don't think that cow really jumped over the moon 
Whoa, dude. You're That's really making me question a lot of things. <laughs> Whoa, Shania, you're blowing my mind. Um, uh, and she says optimist. She, she rhymes optimistic with pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's pretty good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a part, there's a solo with some kind of interesting guitar playing at the beginning and then it turns into wanking. Maybe you could just play the first half. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. But then it's it, fun rhythm. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to the next song? Yeah, you're still or, the one I want. Yeah. Can we at least listen to whatever you do, don't the sound sample, and then not talk about it? Sure. Okay. I would like it more if she said, whatever you do, don't. Yeah. In the song. And if, if that it was, was like, just a straight up country song, I would think it would yeah. be better. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the title's the best part. It's true. It's not super good as a song. Uh, all right. She has a song called, If You Want to Touch Her Ask, which is nice that she's really into consent and whatnot. Uh, but you wanted to talk about You're Still the One, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, we should talk about how when she says, if you want to touch her ass, she barely says K. Like, it's a oh. very soft K. and It just sounds like ass. Okay, let's listen to it. Another augmented chord there. Oh, I don't have a part of what when she says. I, I have a sound sample of it. Here we go. If you want to touch her ass. Oh, that's great. Then what? Like, <laughs> what do I got to do if I want to touch your ass? What? Huh? What? Tell me. <laughs> I want to touch her. What's the magical spell I need to do? (laughs) Um, Uh, Let's keep going. Uh, If you want to touch her ass, ask. Ask. Ask that ass. (laughs) All right. Uh, You want to talk about you're still the one? Yeah. Mandolin. We're still together. Still going strong. You're still the one. I this is like one those, of those background so- vocals. Yeah, that's good. I wonder if it's uh, Mutt Lang again. Yeah, Mutt, um, Mutt's Lang. Mutsy. Beca- because there's multiple. It's definitely the same guy. Oh, yeah. Singing stacked vocals. Yeah. Um, this is one of those songs that I heard like when I was a kid. And 
I didn't have a lot of context to it. I probably just like heard it on the radio or around or whatever. And I never knew if it was like a, like well-established, like famous standard song that is like, you know, covered by a lot of people like I will always love you or something like that. But it looks like this is a song that Mutt Lang and Shania Twain wrote, and it's maybe been covered by a couple other people, but it's not as maybe as much of a standard as I might've thought. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even know it was a Shania song. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this song for this pretty funny <laughs> genius annotation on, on the lyric might've took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. Mm -hmm. Uh, the genius annotator says things weren't perfect or easy, but they still loved each other through it all. The truth is no one knows the right way to love someone else. We can all think of some bad things to do and some (laughs) good things to do, but the path is not labeled with signs. Shania and her lover took the long way, but honestly, that's the only way to do it. (laughs) I don't think any of that's true. (laughs) That's so wrong. What? No, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Also, also, I just uh, this song's kind of weirdly defensive, and it just it makes me think like I don't know. They say like th- they say this. The lyrics in the song go. They said, "I bet we'll, they'll never make it." I'm glad we didn't listen. Look at we would be missing. And in my experience, like people don't generally tell couples that they need to break up or that they won't make it unless they have a pretty good reason. Yeah. And they don't like address that at all in the song of like what maybe challenges they've overcome. It's just like this kind of weird generic, like, yeah, we showed them. Yeah. Maybe it's like their families or something. Yeah. Maybe it's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. All right. We are totally running out of time. Let's talk about that. Don't impress a Mia much. Okay. So you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much So you got the brains But have you got the touch Now don't get me wrong Yeah, I think you're alright But that won't keep me warm In the middle of the night That don't impress me much What's a dude gotta do? <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't even like a rocket scientist So like, I eh, Whatever yeah, the the played out sort of commentary on this song is like, mm, these guys all sound impressive and like mm-hmm. maybe your bar is just too high. But I think what she's really, I, I, that's an obtuse read because I think obviously what she's talking about are just guys who are full of themselves and assume that because they have value in one area, um, or power in one area that they will be valuable and, or maybe are entitled to the affection of, uh, her. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, that's, that's definitely right. But it's a little unclear to me exactly what she wants instead, because she says that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. Um, so as a kid, I always thought that was like kind of a euphemism for just sex. What do you think? Is that totally off base or what? I mean, like, does she need a rocket scientist who fucks? <laughs> yeah. I, it seems like she means something more than sex. Maybe she, maybe the song just is about sex. Maybe this is a song about men who are like, um, 
compensating and like using their their uh influence or power in other areas to like uh pose as being sexually virile and she's like to make up for their tiny dicks yeah yeah maybe that's what this is about i don't know that <laughs> seems <laughs> i'm not crazy about that, that i would I be much, wild i i prefer the idea that she's saying something a little deeper like are you going to be romantic with me are you going are you into me or are you just into your stuff and you or or your whatever else and you know am i just Mm going to be another kind of accomplishment for you yeah yeah exactly is she is she like when she says like keep me warm in the middle of the night is she talking about like affection and support and like a real relationship yeah i don't know it could be i I think yeah some people get caught up in, I think men and women get caught up in the in the in the game of <sighs> men don't have to be attractive or nice or take care of themselves or like what what society expects for men to do is to perform power in some way or another. Right. Yeah. Um, and to perform dominance. That is the main sort of. Um, society level like expectation of who gets to mate like this is the incel argument right yeah 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 you know and she's saying um that she's not she's not buying it like that's she's not playing that game right yeah which i think is interesting but i i'm also reading into it a lot like yeah, it's true. It, yeah, the text doesn't necessarily support that deep of a read. It sort of just sounds like she's being a brat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's just insulting these men. <laughs> but yeah. in general, it's just like, uh, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of men that deserve insulting to, to be true. insulted. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Um, so. She said in an interview with Billboard uh, in 2017, like why she's saying about Brad Pitt, because that's one of the three things that she isn't impressed by. And she says, you want to know the truth about this story? I've never told this before. I'm going to say it now. I remember I had a girlfriend visiting me and it was near Christmas and we were baking cookies. Great start to the story. Mm -hmm. I was writing this album and there was a scandal of Pitt and Gwyneth where there was a name is Pitt. No, that's actually in brackets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, where there was naked photos of him in Playgirl magazine. Oh, this is in brackets too. In Playgirl magazine, which Pitt, Pitt later successfully sued for publishing the paparazzi photos. And this was all, this was like all the rage. I just thought, I don't know what all the fuss is about. I'm like, well, that don't impress me much. I mean, what is all the fuss? We see people naked every day. That's really what I thought. I wasn't picking on Brad Pitt, but that was Hmm. just the association in the moment and things we make fusses about and whatever. Of course, it could have been any gorgeous guy (laughs) (laughs) with any beautiful dick. (laughs) (laughs) And she thinks that is coming through in the song? I think she's saying that's like the, the... what spurred on the song. I don't think that's the (laughs) theme of the song. I think that's just like what got it started. I see. 
maybe i, I don't, don't know because it's pr- it's pretty much a throwaway line she's like okay so you're brad pitt that don't impress me much all right so you're brad pitt and you're naked <laughs> yeah i mean there isn't even the bit about fun naked nudity yeah all right uh any final closing thoughts on this song or album uh this album's too long this album too should, long. Be, should be a tight 30 minutes and i think i would have enjoyed it a lot more <laughs> i agree yeah, there's definitely a lot of fat could be trimmed. Um, yeah, let's bring it up to a close as the camera can get out of here. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about her album Up because it's got exclamation mark in it. Yeah, uh, which sells 20 million copies, so a little bit less, but still an enormous album. I don't know if I know any songs from that one yet, but uh, you can vis- until then, you can visit us online at boxset.website, email us at email at boxset.website, or go on the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Um, write us for you on iTunes. Spread the word of the show. Try to get friends to listen to it, please. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> more, more listeners, please. Uh, and if you want to support us directly and help us keep making the show, uh, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. Send us a couple bucks. We'll give you a little shout out. It'll be cool. Yeah, it does and we cost have, some we money a- to host the show and keep it up so right <laughs> any little bit it does helps. yeah and uh if you do that you'll get access to our weekly mini bonus show uh called what's in the box weekly where we talk about various things what do we talk about this week cam we talked about the shane black movie the nice guys and the exorcist yes we did so you get to hear what i thought of the exorcist having seen it for the first time Ooh, what did Nathan think? Oh, <laughs> I gotta what could know. possibly be in there? You gotta know. Teaser. Woo hoo. Yep. Uh, you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool, and it is about and is traditional music's usually Appalachian old time music. That's right. It's good stuff. Go get it. Go get, get it. Get your fiddles and banjers. Get them fiddlers and banjers. And uh until next week with Up, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm a jealous vampire. And I've been Cameron DeWitt, and we can all think of some bad things to do. And some good things to do. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. My bad, did not mean to cut you off there. <laughs> I... I had a very dramatic pause. (laughs) Which is going to definitely come through.